Cheers! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Hospitality Secrets Podcast. Power Scurlia here, and today I want to welcome you to the second episode of the second season of Hospitality Secrets Podcast. I, I, I noticed that you saw the change that we did in the in the format of this uh, of this podcast, and from second season we're start. I'm starting inviting some. Uh, persons from hospitality industry whom I, I admire, persons from hospitality industry from, from which I'm learning. So I want to squeeze some info, not just from this small head. <laughs> I want to find bigger heads in the hospitality industry and squeeze some information and ask them a few questions to, to find more about how can we offer hospitality experiences to our guests in such a way that the businesses become profitable and sustainable and the staff is happy the guests are happy and uh, the investors and uh, the, the owners are happy. So in this second episode of, of uh, second season, I invited a good friend of, uh, of mine, a Romanian bartender uh, doing everything, podcaster, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of things and uh, his name is Mihai Fetku. If you are on the internet, for sure you should, uh, you should heard about him. And uh, Mihai Fetku, I met him a few years ago and uh, since I heard, I heard about him long time before I met him, but since I heard about him, I heard that uh, he was an even bigger geek than me. <laughs> he knew much more info. He was the guy with the courses, the guy with the trainings, the guy with the information. And he was taking out content and content, a lot of content. He started with the blogging. He continued with podcasting and then trainings and uh, master classes and he actually had a lot of information about any topic that you can imagine in the hospitality industry he had a training or a or a episode or he interviewed somebody and he was a big inspiration for me for uh, for this very podcast he was a, a good inspiration and i i looked at his work a bit to inspire to to find a, a rhythm and and learn about this podcast so about Mihai, I, I don't want to talk me too much because he's here with us and I want to squeeze him with some questions. He's my second guest and uh, I want to find out a few things about Mihai. So welcome Mihai first. Thank you very much for, uh, for uh, accepting the invitation. Welcome. Hey Paul, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. So that was quite an interesting intro that you said earlier. So I don't know if my head is big so that it needed to be squeezed. It's but bigger I, than mine. <laughs> I understand uh, perfectly. And uh, first of all, I would like to co congratulate you for your podcast. So please tell me a hundred episodes, man. How, hmm? how did you do it? A hundred episodes, one each day. It was hard. It was challenging. It was hard. Uh, <laughs> but it uh, it took me out from the comfort zone. And I, I mean, I recommend that uh, challenge to everybody. It's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, so my man, kudos to you because I don't, do not know any podcaster regarding what subject that made one episode per day for three months, for a hundred days. So, man, you are a bit crazy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Usually when I when it's something on my small head, I'm doing it like every single day until it, it cracks. <laughs> so yeah. finally, somehow it cracked and I got I kind of got the idea of podcasting. That's why I, I, I changed the format because I wanted to go even deeper into into the, the information about hospitality industry. 
So, Mihai, where are you now in the world? Well, I am in Brasov now, in the heart of Transylvania, near uh, Dracula's castle. So I think your uh, audience know about Dracula, so I'm neighbors with him somehow. <laughs> he lives like 30 minutes from me, and this <laughs> is where I live my whole life, and where I think I will die, hopefully, in this area, because I love it very much. So Brasov, it's, it's a, an amazing city. I always love coming to Brasov. There is a big mountain inside of the city and uh, the architecture, it's absolutely mind-blowing. One of the beauty, most beautiful cities from Romania, I could say. And it's near Dracula's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, a few years ago, I was thinking about moving from Brasov, going to other countries, other cities, but I couldn't do it, man. So here I am. <laughs> That's a nice city. And anyhow, now with the technology, you don't have to stay somewhere else. You are everywhere around the world with the technology. You need a camera, a laptop, and you're everywhere. Yeah, for sure. And uh, look what are we doing now. It's because of technology. And uh, I have a confession to make. I don't know if you know, but actually, this is my first time when I'm invited to a podcast. So this oh. is like a premiere for me. And uh, as a small teaser, if you want, for your audience, this is not the first premiere that we will talk about today. So thank Ooh. you again for inviting me. Big pleasure. I like secrets, so that's why <laughs> I, I love secrets. Ah. We are at hospitality secrets. So I, I'm, I'm pretty shocked that you are you weren't invited before because you had like hundreds of uh, of guests at your podcast, <laughs> and you actually you are the the host. You are not so used to be the guest. Yeah, yeah. So this is my first time and I don't know how to do it. I don't know what is the protocol, but I will try and do my best so that your audience can have a very nice uh, podcast that they can listen to. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's go. I have like around seven questions for you. First okay. question would be what projects are you working on right now during this crazy period that's happening outside? I'm sh I, I saw you that you are not sleeping, you're not resting, you're not in holidays, you are w working. What are you working? Well, uh, this is a great question and I think it came out at the right moment. So it is somehow like you can read my mind. I don't know. So, uh, now I'm uh, working on multiple projects and uh, I will share them, I will share some with you if that is please, okay. Please, it's perfect. Okay, so, uh, first of all, you know my show, which is called Rebuild. We have two more episodes as we speak and then I will finish the whole season. We've had a total of 24 episodes. So, Rebuild, it's a, it's a podcast with the- uh, It's a live show. It's a live show? Yeah, uh, and the idea behind it is that we wanted to rebuild our community that was struck by COVID and how can we do that if not through education? So this is this was the nice. main idea. Nice. So the podcast is in Romanian only? And yeah. uh, if there are listeners from Romania, where they can find the, the podcast? Rebuild on Facebook? Okay. On so for now, everything that I do is in Romania. But the time when this podcast will get live, I will already have some projects that are in English. Super. So the podcast is in Romanian and I think it will be uh, in Romanian because it is for the uh, hospitality industry that is in Romania. 
the vlog is the same in Romania, the vlog, everything that I do actually it is in Romanian, but I will change that and I will tell you uh, uh, a bit about this uh, in the future. So Rebuild can be found on Facebook, on Instagram and on YouTube. We are going live in every Monday at 7 p.m. And it will be on um, Facebook page Arta de Afibarman. So for those who are not Romanians, Arta de Afibarman means the art of the bartender. Because I believe that being a bartender is an art. And that's why I've started this page, which is more than a page. It's like a small platform where you can get educated if you are from Romania and want to know uh, uh, want to know more about this craft. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm following that page. It's, it's truly informational and maybe that contribute to the introduction that I did you that you have all the information. I mean, that, in that page, you can see a lot of information, not all that you have, but a lot of info. So it's very nice. Thank you for helping the industry. So uh, what else are you working in this period? I saw you very active on the everywhere. So you are everywhere. You have the rebuild platform that you just described. And what else are you doing? What are you working during these times? Okay, so I don't know if you saw, but I started to do some one minute tutorials. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you know them, but I did not properly promote them because I'm uh, waiting for more episodes to have. And then I'll make proper announcements on every channel. Uh, you can find it now just on my TikTok channel. And if you follow me on Instagram, uh, on my stories, I will I publish them. How are you on Instagram? Drr.dome. Bardome. Bardome. So, but I think you can put this in the description. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easier. Yeah. So you'll have it in the description and you are doing some uh, one minute videos about? About everything. So these tutorials are not only for bartenders. So I am trying to expand the reach so that regular people who are not from within the industry can find out more interesting things about us. So there will be different subjects and everything else will be in English. So this is a first for super, me. Super nice. Super nice. creative cocktail menus from around the world. If by any chance you stop by the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in Amsterdam, you will be pleasantly surprised that their bar is called The Vault. Because back in the day where the bar is situated now, there was a vault within a bank. Taking this concept, these two fine gentlemen, Wilson Pires and Tiago Vasconcelos, both from Portugal, came up with this bank-inspired cocktail program. This is their menu, inspired from foreign currency, and on each bill, you have a different cocktail. You do have pounds, euros, pesos, reals, yens, and so on. Even the clip that is used to hold the menu, it is actually a real money clip. They wanted to integrate this experience into their bar program, and without a doubt, they've done a fantastic job. Because of this reason, they've earned a spot into our top. Stay tuned for more. <coughs> Multiple ways to serve tequila. Many people think that tequila is something that you throw down on your neck on a Saturday night and throw up on a Sunday morning. It is more than that, which is why I will show you how to drink. Let's leave the almighty shot aside for a bit and try to drink tequila from a glass like this. Try to savor it. It's like a journey that is waiting to be explored. Be creative.
Look up for different tequila brands. Try 100% agave and see the difference. If you insist and still want the shot, well, I think you know about salt and lime and cinnamon and orange, so we will skip that. How about sangrita? Do you know about it? It's a mix consisting of salt, pepper, something spicy, orange juice and tomato juice. Hell, you can go further and drink a bandera. That means three shots, one of tequila, one of sangrita and one of lime juice. After the colors from the Mexican flag. Follow me for more tips. So you have beside, you have the, the two things that you are telling. What else? You have another podcast and you have another. <laughs> I know that you do a lot of things because I follow you and I see a lot of things that you are doing. Just tell us like briefly all the things that you are doing, if you are able to, to share. Okay, so I have my page Bar Dom, where, where all the content it is in English. And I will take care of it more uh, Totally in this next period, I have this Arta de Afi Barman. Mm-hmm. I have my events uh, workspace called Bardom Events. I have my ice business called uh, Ice Division. Which the ice, I just want to add, it's absolutely amazing, mind-blowing. You, the, the, the forms that you are doing, the way you are playing with the ice, chapeau, I like them very much and I use them a lot. So you are doing ice also? Yeah, we are having now, officially we have 10 different types of ice, but if we flex our muscle, we can go to 15, something like that. 15 different types of ice for every occasion that you can think of. Nice. So quick quick question here. If somebody around the world want to order some uh, ice from you, can you ship it? Where is the maximum country where you can ship the ice? Well, uh, uh, I, I've tried to ship it to Moscow. Oh. And... Uh, the way I wrap it can stay perfectly almost one day. So if the distance from me to you is less than 24 hours, I can ship it to you, no problem. Super, super, nice, thank you. So what else beside ice, uh, knowledge? Uh... <laughs> okay, I have. I don't know if you know this, but I have written a bartending book mm, called great. Cocktail Trivia. I wrote it a few years ago so it's called cocktail trivia 1000 questions for the everyday bartender cool i didn't know about this and yeah so you can find it <laughs> you can find it on internet you just uh, google it cocktail trivia and there if you if you think that uh, you are very good as a bartender you can you can uh, download it and see if you can answer that those questions and the last chapter of the book has 10 criminal, very hard questions. And the ones who can answer that question gets a special prize for me. But in four years, no one has answered them. So I'm still waiting. Okay, so there are really tough questions. <laughs> yeah, and you cannot find the answer on the internet. Oh, those questions. That's why in, in the description I, tell, I told about you that you are the info guy. You know more things than I think everybody about all the sub- subjects in, in bartending, history, everything. I don't know what to say about that. I think I have more free time. So I use this time very, very good. You invest it in a good way. You invest it in yourself. Okay, so yeah. 
I think you, you do many more things beside you are investing in yourself also, but for the sake of this podcast, to keep it in one hour, because we can, I, I think we can talk just two hours only about what you are doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for, sure. for the sake of, of, of keeping it in one hour, let's go to the second question. And this is about you. Tell us a little bit about you. What is, what's your backstory? What's your history in hospitality industry? Well, I started in, in 2008 as a bellboy or, as you know, as a luggage boy in a hotel here in Brasov. So I knew nothing about this industry, but I liked it very much. As a bellboy, I think you have to find solutions for your guests. And I really like that because I am more of a creative person. So I think that fitted me nicely. Uh, after a while, as you know, the global economic crisis had emerged and my job was disbanded. But the management uh, loved me and they did not want to lose me. So they offered me a job into the restaurant as a busboy. As I said uh, earlier, I, I knew nothing about it and I had the opportunity to be a part of a great team. And there I've learned the ropes. So. I think this is the time when I walked into a real bar and I was charmed, not only by the bottles, but the bartender there really knew his way and uh, was passionate about the history of the drinks. And right away, I was hooked. Fast forward, let's say two years, there was an opening for the bartender position at that hotel. And I asked the manager to give me a shot. Uh, I promised him that if he will uh, let me do this, I will make a bartending course and I will learn all the spirits in the bar. So he agreed and this this is how I, I, I started. So this is, uh, I think, next time uh, what I'm going to tell you is a crucial moment for my uh, career because there was there were quite a few brands in the bar, like 88 to be precise, I still remember it. And I've started to learn about them, you know, the history, how they are made, etc., how to serve them. So I've started to learn uh, about each and every one of them. So one night I was in the bar. It was, I had like, I don't know, two weeks. And a guest approached me and asked for a Sambuca. So I was, Sambuca, how do I serve this? It was the only spirit that I hadn't got to learn about. So I, I've learned about everything except Samboka. So I took a rock glass and poured the Samboka and served it. He looked at me and said, you made three mistakes by now. I was okay. I was very, very ashamed. And I said, I'm sorry, but I am new, but please do tell me. So he started to explain everything uh, to me that night. And after the shift, I came home, opened the computer and learned everything that was to know about Sambuca. I, I remember that I went to bed like at five in the morning. So in that night, I've made a promise to myself that no one will ever come to my bar and tell me how to serve my drink. And that is not in an arrogant way, but in a way in which I do not want to get caught off guard like I used to in that night. So I think that was the key moment for me when I saw bartending as a career and I will forever be grateful to that guest, to that guest for showing me that way. Nice, nice way, nice way of uh, 
getting the spark, getting the, the momentum of, of learning. That's yeah. a good one, nice. So fast forward 10 years, where uh, in this time I read a lot of books, made, uh, made a lot of seminars and trainings, traveled the world and entered competitions, won competitions, judge competitions, trained, trained a lot of bartenders. Here I am today with you. <laughs> so in that gap for the moment when you started as from the as a bellboy as a busboy then as a bartender then from that sparking moment then you started learning a lot so yeah. I, i've never stopped man i've never stopped so i think that that was the the starting point when you start learning because i remember you being to every single uh, cocktail uh, cocktail show bar show that is around the world i think you've been to almost all of them except i think america or and those very far yeah. away i've been quite to a lot of trade shows uh moscow bar show barometer uh, ratans bar show bar convent berlin uh I've been to Belgium, to Venues, uh, I can't remember, man, it's a lot, a lot. So in all of your travelings you've been, I think, to hundreds of master classes? Uh, until a few years ago I was keeping track of everything, but now I've just, no, it's too much to keep track of. Hundreds, so yeah, yeah. you learn, you learn, and after after being a bartender, I, I remember you delivering also trainings, and we also collaborated at some point. When for me it was very, very inspirational when I saw you talking two hours about uh, about ice. So after uh, learning about everything, then you started delivering also trainings. Yeah, so this is this is interesting that you've. Uh, told about this in this podcast about the ice because I started my ice business officially three years ago. I make clear ice for, for the last five or six years, you know, and every now and then when I'm invited to have a seminar or training, people come and ask me to talk about ice, even though I know a lot more about other subjects regarding bartending than ice. But for the last three years, I am the ice guy, you know? When I get a call, hey, can you come and have a signal about ice? Sure, but you know, I know a lot of stuff regarding everything. And why not talk about that? No, no, we want you for ice. Okay, so now I am the ice guy. So this is my cross if you want to bear. Yeah, it's like it's branding, and I think I don't think that it's a bad thing because people no, sure, no. knows you about something that you are the only one. I mean, in Romania, let's admit it, in Romania at least, and in many other neighborhood neighbor countries, you are the only one who's who's not just doing ice. It's a difference between making ice and clear ice and knowing how to talk about the ice. From you, I learned about the anomalies of the ice and the history of the ice. And and it's not just ice. If, yeah. that's, that's the main difference. And I think that's you are the ice man because you went deeper into the ice subject than anybody else. Well, uh, I'm fascinated by water and ice and the process of the water being frozen. So I think I got it from here. But in essence, I'm just an, just a bartender like anyone, you know? So when, when did you start bartending? When happened this uh, bellboy at uh, that hotel in Brasov? So I think it was 
12 years ago in 2008, something like that. 2008. So since then, you bartending, you you did a lot of, and from that hotel you went to other places and and worked, and then you also, as I know, you also developed menus and consulting and. Uh... Yes, I'm doing this as well for the ones who are needed. So I'm doing consultancy, menus development, strategies. Uh, marketing for uh, the social media, everything. Ah, so you're doing also marketing. That's a nice, and I think it's it's becoming even more relevant in this period, the social media marketing. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I think what advantage we have us as bartenders when we are taking care of, I don't know, uh, let's say a restaurant account on uh, social media, is that we speak the bartending language and no other marketing company that is doing the same thing can do that you know mm-hmm. there are a lot of great marketing companies that do that are doing a, you know pr jobs and something like that but they do not speak bartending so i think this is our advantage for us like bartenders to do stuff like that and i uh, finished uh, my college in uh, american studies so a lot of theory is behind this you know so I use all my studies and all my bartending knowledge to do stuff like that. So I think this is a very good combo. But mainly, I think if you do not speak bartending, you cannot do a, a great job. You can do a good job, but you cannot do a great job. That, that There's a fine line and only the people that are within the industry can identify it. And, and because there are many layers in it. I mean, you can scratch the surface, but once you go into the layers of, of deepness, then you, you, you go to the real meaning, the real thing that's actually meaningful in the marketing. So exactly. since when you're doing consulting and marketing consulting and, and things, years? Uh, I think it's year seven. This is year seven. Ooh, 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 seven years, nice, nice. So you have yeah. a long history. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so since we're talking your your uh, history in hospitality industry, it, it gets richer and richer. <laughs> I think yeah. if we scratch a little bit the surface, we can go even deeper and find out even more things. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends how much battery you have on your laptop. Yeah, that's. I think I think we should keep it in in one hour, roughly one hour, yeah. one hour and a, a bit. That's why. We will uh, skip it a little bit because I, I'm, I, I know you and I know that you, you did many, many other things. And, and, but I just wanted to, to find out a few things for our listeners, for them to make an idea about your backstory, your history and what you did until now. Even though I repeat it is just a small part of what you, you did. But I have a, another related question to this. What was the reason that you wanted to be better? why you wanted to learn more? What was the the push, the desire that you had inside? So I think there are actually two moments. Uh, The one that I've just told you earlier with the guest in the Sambuca. And and now I can tell you the second. So I was in the bar in my first uh, second month, sorry, in my second month. And a guest comes to me and asks for an espresso. So I made I made him an espresso poorly prepared, of course, because I did not know anything about coffee. And he told me, could you please press it a bit harder, you know, when you're pressing the coffee in the filter? So me being then young and arrogant, I told him, 
why don't you come here and show me how to do it, you know? Which is actually a red flag for an, an industry person. But I was young and stupid, you know. So he looked at me with big eyes and said, okay. He came behind the bar and started asking me questions about the espresso machine. Of course, I, didn't, I did not know how to answer them. And he noticed that right away that I was a noob. And then he said, and I will remember this forever. It's okay, we will learn together. And then he started to exp explain everything about pulling out a good espresso. espresso. So he left and after that I went uh, to the front desk and asked my colleague about him. I knew uh, his room, so I wanted to know his name. My colleague gave him his name and I googled him. And he was an international judge for barista competitions. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I was blown away and felt very stupid because I was so ignorant. But I keep remembering now his words. We will learn together. So he could destroy me on the spot, but he chose to be a professional. And I've learned a lot from that episode. And wherever I go and whatever I do, I have these words with me. Let's learn together, you know? Nice, nice. I like this. I like this. And and just a thing that uh, I think we didn't discuss about your backstory in hospitality. You are also a training, a trainer. Yeah, right? yeah. I do master that. Classes like complex master classes and workshops. That this is why I related because this is like let's learn together. It's exactly what you are doing also in the trainings. Yeah, for sure because uh whenever i have a master class or i don't like to be called master classes because i think in order to have a master class you need to be a master and i'm not there yet i'm striving to be there but uh we just call them seminars even though are uh, highly advanced and are just uh for the passionate bartenders you know so in order to come to one seminar, you need to have a, a little bit of experience because it's not for people that are just joining the world because they would, the bartending world, because they will not uh, uh, understand, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. Nice, nice. So uh, at least you are a master of the ice. You, you cannot say that you are not. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again with the ice. <laughs> At least you are a master of the ice. You cannot no. neg negate it or somehow <laughs> something. Yeah. So uh, I'm surprised that uh, you didn't want to make a podcast with me about ice. <laughs> Maybe next time we talk about ice for one hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a small intro in that one hour. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, third question uh, what was the struggle or the call to action you you already told me two call uh, call to actions that you had yeah. to start your journey did you had a struggle there was a time in your career that it was hard it was painful you wanted to quit some some down moment of your career okay so and i think this i've never uh, told Daniel one time about to say so this we is hospitality secret. secrets yeah we have a secret yeah so uh, when I was working at the hotel after uh, those two episodes that I've told you uh, in a short period of time my father my father passed away you know so I've 
one uh, one in a sudden I I've been lonely you know just me and my dog and a full house that was empty and just one paycheck you know and you know that in at the first moments you do not have a lot of money so I really had to make a lot of sacrifices so that I can do this so uh, I remember when, uh, and this is not a very good example, but I just want to show, showcase you. There were there were times when I could not get anything to eat. You know, I remember I was going to the supermarket and buying. Uh, the Romanian audience will understand this, but for the uh, the other audience that you have, it's like uh, minced meat that is shaped like a small sausage you know in romania we call them meat you know yeah so i would buy a casseroles of that meat which were 15 meat in each casserole i remember till now and i would eat five in the morning five at the noon and five in the night so that was the most uh, cheap food that i can find and that was my my food so that i could survive and do everything. I was working in the same time, but it was a very small paycheck. And for, uh, I think one year I I was doing that, you know, like I remember one year, I, I could not afford to buy one pair of shoes. And, and I rather invested it in books. So this is how I did it. But I do not recommend you to do this. So I have a friend who imports things from the United States. So this is why, let's say, I'm a step ahead of many bartenders because I take my uh, information from there, you know. America has a very rich history and culture about bartending and I get all my information from there, most of it. So I would order a book from my friend and the book would arrive in three weeks. So I had no money, but I'd say, hey, I want this book and I had to pay it when it uh, came, you know? So I had three weeks to time to make the money so that I can pay the books and the bartles and everything. So this is how I did it, you know? So that, that's a struggle. I mean, if, if there weren't that struggle, I, I don't think that you had uh, such an energy and such a passion and such a desire to to do what you are doing in this moment. So super nice, super nice. For, yeah. very, thank you for sharing. Thank, thank you for sharing this story. It's inspirational. And it's also for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but please do not take this example. It is not healthy to eat this the same type of food for a long time, you know? This but, is not very good for your uh, for your body, you know. Mm-hmm. But those were the times, you know. Uh, the internet, the information on the internet was not so great that, in that time. Now you can have everything at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a, a bit easier and uh, the yeah. struggle is less. But if if it, if there is no struggle, I mean, no. If there is no pain, there is no big gain. <laughs> yeah. There should be a bit of pain, a bit of struggle to to bump you to put you on the good path yeah to be honest with you i'm a bit jealous of this of this new generation because because they have all the information and they are not taking advantage of it if if they they are passing through some struggle and i think this period is a bit of a struggle 
soon they will start start appreciating more because if you are born with something with ab abundance you don't need no struggle so your brain does not goes for extra you you have no motivation to do it so it's everything there you don't you just staying there and everything is coming everything is set so yeah. pain, no actual gain <laughs> yeah i remember when i wanted some information i would go to the library and look for a book and take all the information from there and the books were in romanian and were like dated to the uh, year 1990 so it mm. was very old mentality and stuff like that but you took the info regarding regarding books and information and 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 guide guide i want to go to the fourth question which is tell us about one or more persons that inspired you to learn something meaningful in hospitality industry a guide a teacher a mentor a book uh, and what you learn from from some persons who inspired you okay so we're going back to the hotel so after i was a busboy then a waiter there was an uh, open position for bartender you know Mm -hmm. And I went to my manager and told him, hey, I want to apply it. And if you give me a shot, I will promise to learn about all the brands in the bar and I will go and make a bartending course. Well, he gave me the shot and I kept my promise and applied to bartending course. So that was when I first met my first mentor. So I think you know about Luca Valentin, right? I mean, everyone does. He is to bartending like uh, Haji is to football. Yeah, in Romania, yeah, he's yeah. like a well-known flair bartender, multiple gl uh, global winner of flair tending. So yeah, he's yeah. good inspiration for the whole country. I think it's a big inspiration. Yeah. Well, this story is not about him, even though I admire him so much. This story is about his brother, okay. Luca Daniel, who was a teacher at that school. Okay. So uh, Luca Valentin has two other brothers and one is, in, is still involved in the hospitality industry. And that was my first teacher. So uh, right from the start, I liked everything about him. So his seriousness, his firmness, the way he can, conducted himself and his knowledge. He was a very, he is actually a sharp but very fair man. So we bonded very quickly. And I still remember having long discussions with him about everything that regarded bartending. So uh, he, after a few years, he left work uh, in the UK. And before doing that, he gave me my first job as an educator at the local bartending school, a job that I had for five years until it was shut down. So this is my first mentor because uh, I've learned a lot from him. And even though we do talk on internet, I think he left a big void into my bartending heart when he left so that no one has filled it yet. So he means really a lot to me. And for me, he's the perfect example, example of how bartenders should behave and what a great manager is. So he believed in me and always supported me and for that, I will be forever grateful. And if we have time, I would like to tell you about the second person yes, who is yes. my mentor and had a great deal of influence uh, of my career. And his name is Ionuz Frangulia, which is from Romania, from uh, Monin. He's the first Romanian brand ambassador for a 
Xerox brand. So I met him through Luca Daniel, which always spoke uh, really high about him. And my first seminar in the bar world was with you know, so how lucky. Nice. How lucky I was. Yeah, yeah. And he inspired you? Yeah, Yonus uh, has a personality almost identical with Dan- with Daniel, and that is what I've liked about him. It was it was for me a reinforce that a bartender should be like that, and I think this really shaped me as a bartender with those beliefs, way of conducting, and uh, the etiquette. So last but not least, at the seminar, Yonus said something that I will never forget. If us bartenders want to support each other, no one will. And this has been my mantra since then. And you are doing it. I mean, you are uh, the, the live uh, of... Proof, yeah. Yeah, in occupation of doing this. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, now you are saying it. I relate to how I know you. And this is like, do it, it's everything there. Yeah, super nice. Super, super. So, do you want to add uh, more persons or shall... I think this is enough. They are the, the most influential persons, the most inspirational yeah. persons from, from your career. Yeah, at least for me. Great, great. And uh, fifth question, what is now we are getting to the, the lesson, to the value? That okay. Podcast. Uh, what is the biggest lesson or, or framework or system that you learn from hospitality industry? Uh, first of all, I think patience. I really do have an active lifestyle, at least used to before the pandemic. And I've learned that sometimes people cannot keep up with me and sometimes I need to tune it down for a bit. Slow down and uh, have patience and understand that the world sometimes has a different pace than me and this is perfectly all right. So this took me quite a few years to understand, you know. Mm-hmm. And second, I think, and this is something really weird, trolling and politically correctness. So uh, I know that these are two different, uh, quite opposite concepts. So uh, let me explain. Uh, I once used to be a troll and question everything regarding bartending and uh, I got quite enough a lot of fights with people from the industry who did not share my beliefs so it turned out to be a big waste of time and energy from my side and you know as a young bartender you want to change the world and you use what tools you have at your disposal and believe me that trolling on the internet is not one of them So this is why I gave up years ago and used a different tactic, like showing people, explaining to them in a which, in in a way in which we all learn together, you know, as uh, I said earlier. So this was like my episode with the barista judge and then the politically correctness. So I can stand, I can stand it, even though I use it sometimes when I get cut off in some situation. So. I think the bar world would be better if we would be honest with, with uh, each other, but in a constructive way without hurting each other's feelings. So I think we need to listen more to each other and have real debates regarding everything in this industry, you know? 
Nice. This this also reminds me about one of the things that I'm I'm very passionate about. I like very much. It's it's about feedback. So feedback, it's a blessing. If you manage to take the feedback and actually learn from uh, from that feedback, this everybody uh, can learn more. So as uh, as Mihai said it, uh, from uh, go go from trolling, just uh, given advice for hurting somebody go to to try offering valuable feedback and honest feedback in in a way that uh, the person is learning and if you are in the position of of taking feedback try to to value more the feedback because i think that's the it's very important in in, in our growth so here in my room you cannot see it but i have a lot of books and i'm i Uh, as you were talking, I was looking after a book which is called Thank You for the Feedback, hmm. which is a great book if you want to learn how to give feedback and how to receive feedback because uh, I give, I am an example of this because at the first when I was getting a feedback, I was getting all defensive, you know, mm-hmm. and started to uh, bring uh, other arguments and stuff like that. So that's not a very uh productive way of doing that you know so i think it's uh easier if you take the i, I always say this you take the feedback you put it in your bag you take it at your home you take it out of the bag and you start learning it and that's it you nice. say thank you and you take it with you you know nice i like this i like so this is actually a, a very nice framework of, uh, of this episode you take the feedback you put it in your bag or in your backpack <laughs> you take the feedback you put it in your backpack <laughs> you take it back home <laughs> and yeah. take it from your backpack and start learning from from the feedback wow. yeah yeah like a po- <laughs> sorry like a poem <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 for sure so this was very helpful for me because i'm a very defensive person you know mm-hmm. I think we we are we all are in the moment where we are feeling insecure about our knowledge. So when we are feeling like uh, the imposter syndrome, we are very, feeling very insecure about what we are knowing. If somebody is saying something, we try just to defend ourselves. So feedback it's a it's a sign of maturity and and knowledge in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And we really need maturity in our profession. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I I don't think bartending has more to do with age, if not with maturity. You know, we need to act like grown men, but pe- grown people because there are uh, women also in our industry. And 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 uh, unfortunately, it's happening a lot also in Romanian socializing groups and in all other countries socializing groups. Uh, a, a lot of bartenders are are fighting like children. I mean, uh, my toys are nicer than your toys. I'm doing things better than you are doing. So, in in what you are saying, we need a bit of, of maturity. Stop arguing about things that are not relevant, and let's grow together. Is the only way, as you said it. Yeah, like I've said earlier, trolling. Let's keep that out of our social life, at least. It's like poison. Yeah, 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 and it spreads like fire. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that's why we are uh, looking at the news. That's why news are so successful because, like this uh, negative and and uh, negative things are spreading fast. Yeah, so, yeah. 
me, I, shall we go to the sixth question, which is sure. what advice can you give to the people of hospitality industry to help them design, and this is my favorite thing, memorable hospitality experiences to their guests? Okay, so this is a very good question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, a book that I've read many years ago, which was written by Mr. Katsuo Ueda, which is a Japanese legend. To have a better idea, he won his first cocktail competition in 1980, that is 1980. It, it is like eight years before I was born. And in that book, that is, uh, by the way, that is a very valuable book and I think you should have it as a bartender if you are serious about this uh, craft, you need to have it in a library. And uh, he said something like that in uh, in the book, something around like the bartender, uh, sorry, the guest doesn't care if you won any competitions, he just care, cares about that present moment and if you are with him in that time and uh, place. So this is the first thing that comes to my mind. And the second, I think it's uh, Charles Schumann that once told this. I'm not sure, uh, either it's Charles Schumann or Stanislav Wagner, you know, mm -hmm. from uh, Analog Bar Institute. He told, bartending to express and not to impress. Ah. And I think this goes uh, a long way. So we are always trying to impress our peers but is this who we really are? Why not just be ourselves and see how this will go? Nice, more genuine, more authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So what I would like to add, I think here is patience because we live in the technology era where everything has to happen fast, but I think this does not apply uh, to everything in life. Bartending is something that I think you cannot learn over the night. And I think that you should have patience and learn everything the proper way, not the short way, the proper way. I do not believe uh, in shortcuts when coming to bartending. So I think there was a reason why back, back in the day you had to have, you had to wait a bit to become a bartender from a bar back or to wait as a bartender before becoming a manager and so on. If we look about, uh, at the guys from Savoy, you can see that in all their history, they had very few bar managers. You know, some of them were there like for 20 years. They didn't cut the corners. So if, if you cut the corners in hospitality industry, the guests will feel it, the guests will suffer, the guests will not have a nice experience. So. I mean, it's it's everything from starting from us, not cutting the corner and, and doing the thing that we have to do. Yeah, I think that that, that is it. The piece of advice that I, would, that I would give to the younger generation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's very useful. And I think we, we need smart advice and honest and genuine advice is now, because now it's a kind of a crazy a bit uh, outside, but we'll pass this struggle also. We're getting slowly to the end of the end of the uh, podcast, the episode. One more question: If you have one more secret, if not, you just told. But the last question is: Can you tell us a secret about you that not many people know? You already told us a secret. <laughs> so yeah, I think more. 
<laughs> if you can share it, we are here at Hospitality Secrets to share secrets. So uh, I think that this must come as a surprise for many that are listening and they, are, they know me, but I am more of an introvert. So I know that this is hard to believe because I do a lot of trainings and video materials and doing a lot of stuff. But I am, to be honest, I am not very comfortable where a lot of where are a lot of people around me. So now I can somehow control this because I have experience with dealing people. But for me, it is not easy. That's why when there is a big gathering, you see me in the corner because I am more than an introvert. So my girlfriend is telling me that I am antisocial, but I think is when I, I am more comfortable when I am alone. So this pandemic and this lockdown suited me very well because I like being alone and without so much human contact. But this is contrary with being a bartender. So I've chose a bad career with this personality trait for me, you know. So this is quite a secret. And I think in, in, yeah. I see it, it's an inspirational secret because uh, when somebody is seeing you like Mihai Fetko everywhere, uh, online uh, trainings, uh, yeah. podcasts, uh, 100 platforms of podcasts, live on Facebook, live on Instagram, you are yeah. on the internet, at least in Romania. But uh, when somebody is seeing you, I'm sure that they are thinking it's easy for you, Mihai, because you know how to talk, you're an extrovert, you know, but this secret is like inspirational because you don't need to be like uh, uh, extrovert and to be there. You have, You just have to do it. Just yeah, and I uh, took a lot of lessons of uh, speaking in public, mm. uh, how to speak uh, pronunciation and stuff like that, you know, and mm. this helps me doing my job, but uh, deep and deep here, I am an introvert, you know. That's a secret. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Mihai, I want to thank you very much for uh, for being the, the guest to, to my second episode of uh, second season. I'm, I appreciate it very much, your honesty and your, your answers. Thank you very much for, for being here. The pleasure was all mine. So uh, uh, when we started this podcast, I promised you a premiere, many premieres. Yes. So I have just one more to reveal to you. So uh i don't want to this uh, get uh, lost in the conversation so aside from those one minute tutorials i made some tweaking to my vlog and starting next week i will publish new materials that will be in english Ooh, uh, where yeah. where on my uh, youtube channel i will uh, leave you all the details so that you can put them into the into the description so this is it this is premiere number two and I'm going for a broader audience because I get a lot of questions from bartenders that are not Romanian. So I think it's time to make something uh, f to them, you know? Nice. Super nice. So you'll have the, the contact, you'll have the description in the in the description. Very nice and is needed and is needed in this peri period. And we all need, especially I'm, I'm focusing more on, on Eastern Europe because it's kind of similar to what's happening in Romania and I, and I can relate better. But I think the audience is around the world and I see the listeners for this podcast are from the whole world. And I was shocked to, to find out that they, yeah, the they, need, they need also a lot of uh, information and 
and tips and advice and stuff like that. You so know? if you want to find out more information from Mihai, now you know his backstory, now you know his history, now you know his struggles and his bit his strategies. If you want to find out more, go on. Uh, what's the name exactly? How it will be called? Uh, the vlog is called The Art of the Bartender. Ah, on the vlog, The Art of... Uh, of yeah, but you, I will give you all the details so that people can find it easily from your contact. Mihai, thank you very much for sharing that much with us. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you for inviting me. Big pleasure, big pleasure. So, uh, dear listeners, thank you very much for uh, for joining the, the session with Mihai Fetko. You will find more details in the description, how to follow him. And if you want to find some knowledge, I strongly recommend go and see. He's always putting out knowledge because he has a lot of knowledge, as you saw. And... Uh, that's it for today. Uh, just uh, as an advice, if you want to, to find out more information, follow Hospitality Secrets on all the platforms. You can follow it on, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can even listen it on my, on my wall of Facebook. So just subscribe and uh, weekly we will have an episode with, uh, with a different guest. So that's it for today. I hope it's useful. Paul Sferlia here. Cheers.